This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training, five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thank you for listening. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. Uh, busy show. We got uh, Senator Wendy Rogers coming up in a little bit. Get a what's going on down at the Arizona Legislature discussion, plus maybe what's coming here in 2024. Maybe we'll get into the budget as well. I had heard projections that we're going to be uh, in, in some sort of deficit, deficit of the politicians making, though, in, in my opinion. So look forward to talking to Wendy. Uh, look forward to talking to my wonderful wife, Angela, who's sitting across from me in her brand new comfortable chair. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Is it adjusted right? Yeah, I like it. All right, all right. I'm higher up, so it's feel yeah, superior. Usually I have everybody lower down and their mics down a little bit. Yeah. You know, to show superiority as the host. Mm. <laughs> uh, Hobbs. Not anymore. We'll talk about some tough talk from Governor Hobbs on the border. Mm-hmm. Tough talk from Room Gallego, who's running for the Senate seat. Oh, tough, yeah, and all of a sudden the border tough is a problem. Talk. Tough talk on crime. Mm-hmm. Everybody's tough during the election. And then they get in there and they become well, wimpy little Gallego wet noodles. Gallego is the one saying that there was a border crisis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the no, last this however many years, there wasn't. No, but then now he's on to the, the, no, the, yeah. the, the organized crime waves, the, yeah. um, the the smash and grab stuff, you know, where they all get together and go and run into mm-hmm. a store mm-hmm. and steal everything in, like, Walgreens. Remember in Walgreens in California, it's security guards everywhere. Yeah, they had them at the door. People are stealing, you know, $10 worth of aspirin and stuff. They're stealing, yeah. like, stupid stuff. They've, like, locked up the razors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the small stuff. Toothpaste. Who steals toothpaste? Seriously? They know so, yeah. well. They know they not, nothing's going to happen. So yeah, I guess go on the go on the robbing spree, right? So uh, get to that. Uh, plus, uh, Romney may vote for Biden. Wow, really? This is a huge surprise. Uh, some some battery info. I, I had a cold water experience, uh, cold weather experience with my well, in the water, <laughs> cold weather experience with my batteries. Plus, uh, is Zelensky going to become uh, America's hundred and first senator? I think. Perhaps. He may already be. He was anointed and appointed. <laughs> De facto. Uh, yeah. Before we get to all that, though, remember the Blind Brothers, uh, where Angel and I got our new blinds for our home last year. They did a great job. I really appreciate how um, they, they kind of laid it all out for us. Appreciate the pricing. I especially appreciate the installation, which you can get half off just like we did, half off the installation if you mention the show. It's a little embarrassing for me mentioning my own show, but it shouldn't be for you if you're going to save half off that installation. Call the Blind Brothers. Great Christmas present. It's a great present. Yeah. Anything. You got birthday coming up, anything like that. Yeah. There's Get the Blind Brothers. You, yeah. You'll make, Not, like, it's nice to have new things. Yeah. Make your mom happy. Yeah. Your grandparents, your wife. Sometimes the kids, uh, maybe they got a place. The older generation likes to hang on to stuff for too long. So which older generation are you referring to? You know, like, like this older generation, the oldest, oldest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to go there. I'm going to, I'm not even going down that road. They Um, do. They hang on to stuff for a long time. Yeah. Well, we'll probably get there at some point as well. Yeah. Yeah. So call the blind brothers. They'll help you out. Great Northern Arizona company, Northern Central Arizona. You need new blinds, shutters or shades. Call them up right now. 928-634-2423-928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. Okay, so Governor Hobbs, our Democrat governor right here in purple Arizona, uh, is demanding, they're so strong, (laughs) demanding from President Joe Biden 500 and, where'd she come up with this number? 
like 500 million or something. Or is it 500,000? Let's get this exact number here. I want to get it right. $512 million. Man, so no chunk. It's a chunk wow. of change. Yeah. She wants $512 million on dailymail.com reimbursement from Biden in scathing letter accusing him of failure to secure the southern border. Again, this is now she's not up in 2024 for election, but she hopes to win the legislature. She hopes to get the Democrats mm-hmm. in charge of mm-hmm. legislature, which is right. not entirely outside the realm of possibility. I know it's close, yeah. right? One seat in a hatch in, in the house, one seat in the Senate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it definitely could happen. So they all got to get a little tougher and they all got to stay away from the stuff that's pissing off most Americans. You know, am I a boy or a girl? You know, things like that. The transgender mm-hmm. thing. Uh, what, what's some of the others? Well, border, the spending. Yeah, they don't want to touch you know, abortion or abortion. anything right now. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and the border is a big issue, obviously. Yeah. And you should see these pictures. I'm on, like I said, DailyMail.com, and the pictures at the border. We put this on the big screen so Angela can see it. Just lined up. Look at them. Look at them all. Wow. Look at them all. Oh, Hundreds. that's in Lukeville. It's Lukeville. That's side Lukeville. I don't know which side. Which side of the border is that, is that on? I don't, I don't even know. I mean, they're pointing this way. The border's well, back there. They, they I'm thinking be this lined is, up. I think it's on the U.S. side, right? But whatever, uh, wherever there. So look, look at these pictures. So all these pictures of, of people who just came. Yeah, it's on the U.S. side because I see our our border patrol agents out there. So they're waiting to get processed, waiting to get processed. or whatever. Look at okay. all the garbage. Look yeah. at all the garbage. Yeah. Look at that. And we've driven through the, um, what's that, Oregon Pipe uh-huh. National Park right there? Right. National Monument. Monument. Mm-hmm. It's just trash everywhere. You know? Yeah. It sucks. Well, yeah. It sucks, you know? Um, and then they show the border still cr- closed. What are we, day eight? Of the border being closed at Lukeville. Oh, right. I think still a closed. week ago today, Monday. Yeah. 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 Still just showing the thing closed. Yeah. That one's Has not the at the border. Up. That one is that's the checkpoint. a good 20 or 30 miles yeah, in. Yeah. That's what I find surprising. Yeah. That's the checkpoint that's within our borders. Yeah. See, what happened after 9-11 and what's been happening for years is the checkpoint was moved in. Yeah. It's like we ceded the territory. It's past the National Monument <laughs> and- 45 minutes, half hour. Yeah, probably, hour, I was saying, like at least 20 or 30 yeah, miles in. Yeah. It's like we've just ceded territory. So anyway, she sends this letter to Biden. Uh, I thought Harris was in charge of the border. Well, she's in charge of little yellow buses, which <laughs> Flagstaff, they ain't going to have many little yellow buses now soon. Because <laughs> Funny, after she comes to Flagstaff, was she here a couple months ago? At oh, at the graduation. Yeah, she she loves the buses, and then all of a sudden, City of Flagstaff, you weren't listening last week, City of, or, or, or FUSD, I'm sorry, FUSD is getting rid of bus service for the high schoolers. Yeah, this is amazing. I know. And I'm still waiting for a press release from the Flagstaff Unified School District. Yeah, they they, they, refu- they refuse to send me a press release because I'm not the right media, Yeah, you know, because I'm partisan, which I am, but I also am not. You know, right. I tend to, to I tend to rip on the left, mostly. But I also rip on the, 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 the so-called well, right. I wouldn't even call them the right. And the rhino Republicans. Yeah, the media. Regardless yeah, of yeah. which way you lean, you're still media. So it should still exactly. count as we're, media. We're still waiting for that FUSD. We're, we're holding our breath. But we haven't forgotten. All right. As governor of Arizona, I write to you with an urgent request regarding our southern border and to express my deep concern for the situation that has been created by the closure of the Lukeville Port of Entry. This is what Governor Hobbs said in her letter December 8th to the Honorable Joseph R. Biden. For far too long, Arizona has continued to bear the burden of federal inaction in managing our southern border. The recent decision to close the Lukeville port of entry has led to an unmitigated humanitarian crisis in the area and has put Arizona's safety and commerce at risk. Our ports of entry are essential to our state and our country's economy and it is vital that they be properly staffed and resourced uh, to continue to fuel economic growth in the state. 
Of the approximately 2,500 National Guard members currently on federal active duty orders on the southern border, 243 are already in the Tucson sector and can be reassigned to reopen the Lukeville port of entry. Let me pause there. They're probably in the Tucson sector, quite frankly, because there's a problem over there. So mm-hmm. you move 243. Well, hope, hopefully the feds will just move 243 people in and yeah, use the National Guard. I, I actually, I, I commend her for writing the letter. I commend yeah, her for actually, saying there's a border I'm okay issue. with that letter. I'm it's, okay. it's true, I think. Every I, word. Just, I just have a problem with, well, it's not even a problem. I don't even say like, told you it so. It should have been done a long yeah, time yeah, exactly. ago. Exactly. Here's, here's my problem, Governor Hobbs. I mean, you've been in the game a long time. Whew, long time. What was she? Legislature? You know, she was she was in the legislature for mm-hmm. a long time, and then she was Secretary of State for a long time, and now she's governor. It was like, well, welcome to the party, I guess. Yeah, she just yeah. she should have done it. Welcome to the party ages ago. Yeah, this ain't the only problem with. You, you might want to send a letter to your buddy uh, Biden there, Katie Hobbs. That uh, hey, maybe it's it's the attitude of America and the Biden administration is basically come on over. The border's wide open. There's really no recourse, and mm-hmm. here's your ticket to go. Roam the country, you know, mm-hmm. you're afraid of roam the cabin or whatever they used to say in that commercial on Southwest or whatever. Oh yeah. You know that that's, so it's like, okay, you can write a letter. You, you, you're basically, what we're doing is just treating the symptom rather than trying to cure the disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the disease true. is we have right. an open porous border and we're not, we haven't been taking it seriously. So you basically got, it, it's like, you know, someone's got a gunshot wound and here's the band aid. That's right. what that's yeah. okay. I, I applaud her for sending a letter. I applaud her for recognizing the problem that we've been recognizing, you know, those of us here on, on the right and others um, that, hey, we have a massive problem for decades here mm-hmm. to the tune of tens of millions of illegal yeah. immigrants coming so into this country. So she's saying, like, oh, we need to open this border crossing. Yeah. But we also need to address the problem of immigration. I don't see you that. Know. I don't see that. I just see yeah, that. Just in I just general. See, I just see that you got 243 of our National Guard in the Tucson sector, and you don't have enough people over in Lukeville, so move those 243 over to, to Lukeville so we right. can open so it up. So she's asking just for the border to yeah, be Yeah, because on economic reasons, right. because of uh, uh, the trade yeah. and, you know. But she's not mentioning the the prob- the issue that's underlying, which is million thousands, millions, whatever it is. Of illegals that have rushed into this country. And yeah. because of the weak policy, weak enforcement and all that. I mean, I don't see anything unless there's, you know, there's a page two here, but it ain't much to it. You know, she's, I don't see, hey, we need to change our immigration policy. We need to enforce federal law. I don't see right. anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's like, what, what's the root of the problem? No, it's just, we got a gunshot wound. Hey, can you take the bandaid off over here and put it over there? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you got a sinking submarine and. All the crews got their fingers in it. Yeah. It's like move those people to that side, you know, to like the bow of the ship and put their fingers over there. Well, yeah. the water's still coming in yeah. over there. That's how I see it. So now she's also asking, due to the federal government's failure to secure our border. Okay. She did mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the state of Arizona has spent $512,529,333. Wow. That's even way too precise for bureaucrats, to be honest with you. But we'll go with that. Well, let's just call it, let's just call it uh, um, half a billion dollars. You know, just around yeah, because right. there's no way that they're that accurate, right? On border operations, including migrant transportation, drug inter- interdiction, and law enforcement, pursuant to section blah, 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 blah of your Arizona revised statutes, I am requesting the federal government reimburse the state for those expenses. Now, Ducey tried that. The check's in the mail. Good luck with that. Yeah. You, well, you he also tried that, that. The, 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 the border wall, thing, you yeah. know, and that didn't go over well. Well, let's go back to that. Ducey put up those shipping containers at a cost of $80 million. 
mm-hmm. top of my head here, remembering the facts. And, and then it was like they sacked them all up too high, million to take them down. Yeah, and then right before Hobbs got in office, because she put pressure on him to take down that shipping container thing up mm-hmm. by Yuma mm-hmm. in that sector, because there's an incomplete wall there, and migrants are just whoosh, illegals. Illegals are just you know coming on over. She forced them to take it down, and she was going to take it down, and she did take right. it down to the tune of a hundred million dollars. Yeah. How much does it cost to put up a border wall in Arizona? If you're the government, eighty million. How much to take to Cost to take down hundred million. I mean, <laughs> that makes sense. Where, right? And then they're auctioning them off or something. Oh, at you pennies know, on stupid. the dollar. It's just stupid. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, she looks forward to uh, the prompt response on the above matters. I'm, I'm sure. Good luck with that. Yeah, and I'm sure he'll give some kind of response and you know some kind of stupid answer. And you know we're doing this or that because he's you know so far behind in the polls and you know one of the worst presidents America's ever seen. So even the Democrats are rapidly turning on this guy. Yeah, it's interesting that they've. Yeah. All, you know, not said a word or if anything, have been in favor of the immigration policy. Yeah. And now they're turning on him. Says to some the of them. president of the United States in her party due to the federal government's failure to secure mm-hmm. our border. I yeah. mean, again, I do appreciate her the wording. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate her sending this. And I guess I should just say welcome to the party. You want to come on the show and talk about it mm-hmm. and call it a happy day. I, d- I yeah. doubt we're going to see anything come of this. Yeah, probably not. But the pressure's on. So see what happens there. Okay, on to other politicians. And hey, love your comments. Get those in. Uh, we will read them as soon as possible. Uh, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. This is from Ruben Gallego's office. He's uh, one of our nine representatives in the U.S. House in, in Congress. Uh, he is also running for, he's the presumed front runner. I don't even know if there's anybody else who jumped in on the Democrat side for the U.S. Senate seat, mm-hmm. challenging Kirsten Cinema, who switched from Democrat to the independent and also challenging, well, we'll see, Carrie Lake on the Republican right. side, Sheriff Mark Lamb on the Republican mm-hmm. side. We'll see what happens with, with, with that race and that primary. Uh, but he's calling for action to combat organized retail crime, to coordinate a large-scale theft of retail merchandise with the intention to resell that merchandise for financial gain, and touted his efforts in Congress to protect Arizonans and end these crimes, crime rings at a press conference today. Uh, It goes on to say that Arizona families rely on grocery drug retail stores. Organized retail crime reduces choice for consumers, blah, blah, blah. Organized retail crime and illicit trade are becoming a real and growing threat to Arizona businesses, workers, and taxpayers. Uh, This is actually a quote from Danny Seiden with the CEO of the Arizona Chamber of Commerce applauding this. Um, Retail, they go on. It's basically all of those flash mob thefts that have been happening throughout the country. Mm -hmm. And again... Ruben Gallego, really far left Democrat. Right. Welcome to the party, man. Yeah, it's similar <laughs> where, to where the, you been? It's similar to the border situation in that for a long time they weren't saying anything. Mm-hmm. Or like I said before, they were even <clears throat> encouraging or you know um making policy yeah, that, that Right. Really, and they were yeah. okay with the policy. Yeah. And and like we've seen in San Francisco, all the liberal people in charge there are not concerned with the crime and I mean I'm not saying that I guess maybe they are concerned, but they weren't concerned with um, prosecuting well, a certain amount. To me, that means they're not concerned with it right. because there's no action to curb it. Right. So they've taken away so, any, any and, of that. And no one was really, you know, concerned about that or going, you know, out and publicly like Gago is now saying, condemning that. Yeah. And now all of a sudden they are. So it's like, is it a reelection thing or is it truly? Or if we turn the corner. You know, or yeah. has the, the tide turned and they're seeing the result of 
their inaction and and realizing that we need to stop this before it gets worse. I think that you're spot on there. I think that's they recognize this is a huge issue for Arizonans, for Americans, so they've got to do something because all they care about is getting reelected, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Um, they just love being in political power. Uh, I think, obviously, I, I, I think he's doing it for politics. Uh, it's an election year, just like the above comments for uh, Hobbs, right? Mm-hmm. It's an election year, so we got to be tough on crime. However, by these Democrats finally doing this, even if it's for political reasons, political gain, because Gallego, for example, is running to be senator in a purple state that still has a lot of independence that could go either mm-hmm. way. He recognizes that the crazy leftist policies that we've been practicing in this country for 10, 20 years or more and things like California Zoom and people fleeing, that it's not popular, mm-hmm. that people are really, yeah. really pissed off. So, hey, I got even though he's been there this whole time doing this. I mean, yeah, another, and he hasn't brought it up until now. Yeah, another forever politician. Yeah, so here. Same with Hobbs. Yeah. Now they're bringing up because it's political, politically expedient to bring it up. So, of course, it's now it's a big deal, right? Uh, but yeah, I'll take it now versus yeah, yeah. not at all. Welcome to the party, I said. Yeah. We've been, you know, we're called, you know, we're the crazy ones. We're the conspiracy theorists. We're the, you know, the conservative whack jobs that want to be hard on or crime or hard on immigration. that's just happening in San Francisco. Yeah, that's just happening. No, not, it's happening everywhere. You know, yeah, that doesn't affect yeah. us here. And, yeah. So welcome yeah. to the party. And what I think is good about this, even though I think he's just being a typical politician, what's good about it is that I think we're turning the corner Hopefully we can save the ship and get enough fingers in all the holes that are coming. Well, out. assuming um, that, you know, even if they win, yeah, that, that, tough they, on it then. that they don't yeah. back off of it. At but that this point. is stuff they wouldn't even recognize not too long ago. Oh, I'm sure in the two years ago <laughs> yeah. or one year ago election, this no, stuff was this not even, up. Now it's coming up because it's yeah. such a critical point. Right. And when people can't get toothpaste at the store in some places because it's all been stolen, mm-hmm. it becomes, a, you know, a big deal. It's like, why can't I get toothpaste? Because, you know, some idiot stole it. Yeah. Because your local politicians or your local law enforcement have been uh, handcuffed from doing anything, from doing their job. And the store employees aren't allowed to do anything. Yeah, exactly. Some of them get fired for, you know, making sure the stuff isn't getting stolen. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get those comments in. Uh, Great time to head on to Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Voted Best Sports Bar in Flagstaff. Here's a lineup for all different things during the week. Monday is the Hot Links. Great deal on that. Don't forget about Taco Tuesday. Great tacos there. Although I am sad they got rid of the lobster taco. Apparently, I was the only one ordering them. You won't order them because you break out into like... Yeah, hives. Hives and stuff, which is a bummer. I um, know. Tell we, me about <laughs> Wing it. Wednesday. They bring it to the emergency room one time. We're like, what's going on? Yeah, that was not that? a fun week or two. No, that was that rough. happened. Oof. Hives. We got some pictures. Wednesday, Wing Wednesday, half price wings. Check that out. And Thursday, you got the sliders. Great deal on sliders. Uh, with two toppings, go on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Get, get a great drink. They got great drink specials all the time. Yeah, by the way, the specials are lunchtime through dinner all day. It's not yeah. like a three-minute window. We have to hit it just right. And you're like, oh, no, it's 201. Yeah. Had that happen at a place with me once. I was like, you kidding me? And their clock was wrong. I was like, mine is set to like yeah, or it was like clock on your central. cell phone or yeah, something. Like, well, we have our, yeah, we have our own time zone yeah. or something <laughs> like that. Anyway, go to Sportsman's Bar and Grill just north of downtown Flagstaff. Plenty of parking there right there in the Bash's Shopping Center. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show.
when you get a rock chip in your windshield, stop by Diamond Auto Glass ASAP. Repairing a chip will stop it from spreading and save you on a costly windshield replacement. And if you've gotten windshield replacement before from Diamond Auto Glass, stop on by Lifetime Chip Warranty. No appointment, no appointment necessary. 10 to 15 minutes. Plus, you can get your windshield replaced, and they got all the technology to make sure those cameras are all lined up. They do a really great job. Always call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140 or go to thedifferenceisclear.com. political wheel here. We'll switch to some Arizona things in just a little bit. Um, Bloomberg News via MSN. See? I'm not partisan. I'm looking at MSN. Oh, yeah. Right? Isn't that the leftist one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Bloomberg. It's funny if you do peruse like the different, you know, MSNBC versus Fox or whatever. Like MSNBC is everything. Trump this and Trump that. Fox Fox is like on the total opposite side as far as their headlines just what they yeah. try and grab people with and yeah. it's just it's so it's all the same and again yeah. for some bureaucrat last week to not send me information because i'm so partisan when i'm just at the point in my life and with this show and i'm just like ripping all sides mm-hmm. you know although i am a conservative constitutional conservative and you know believe in free market capitalism which does not exist anymore at least in its you know adam smith original version you know we're in mm-hmm. some kind of um government quasi governmental you know capitalist fascist type yeah, system exactly. because the government and the big corporations are, are intertwined right you don't know that i mean you've been slipping under a rock right so oh, yeah there's no there's no doubt about that. that so so yeah so i always love it when somebody says you yeah okay yeah what are you talking about there buddy yeah. anyway uh trump according to this article which pff, who knows um is leading 51 percent in iowa Amongst the Republican contenders, mm-hmm. it's going to be over fast. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how he's in the lead so much. I mean, he's not been going there, and the other ones have been going there all over the place. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He, he doesn't need to. Doesn't go to the debate. He, he he knew he didn't need to go to debates. And yeah, but he hasn't even been showing up at other forums no. or. Any. I mean, I remember when he first ran, he zipped on in there with uh, Trump Force One. Uh-huh. You know, before yeah. he was president, and I think that was during the first election, maybe it was the second, I can't remember, and then his own helicopter, you know, yeah. into the yeah. fair, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. a big thing, it's like right. advertising flying by. Uh, yeah, Trump uh, lead is 51% according to the survey from NBC News and the Des Moines Register and Mediacom, whoever that is, um, but still, I mean, that, that's margin of error times a bunch mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. type of stuff. Yeah. Ron DeSantis is number two in Iowa at 19%. Former UN ambassador Nikki Haley. she do something else? There's got to be something else. She was um, South she Carolina governor? governor. Would you want to take that over you and ambassador? Doesn't it seem more important? The like, governor? Yeah, like yeah. I, like a former. I'd rather be like, oh, he's a former governor. When you say UN ambassador, wow. it's like, ugh. For an organization that I think should be, just be gutted and yeah. defunded and just gone. Um <laughs> And then, uh, let's see, Nikki Haley, 16%, and Vivek Ramaswamy, 5%. Chris Christie at 4%. That's the best, in sh- best he's ever done. That's impressive. I'm surprised he's still in it, actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's after the hot dog eating contest. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see those guys go? I know. He'd probably be pretty good at that. <laughs> oh, come on. Be nice. 
anyway, uh, yeah, this one, uh, this one pretty quickly, I think. This is January 15th, so mm-hmm. where are we at right now? December 11th? Yeah. Show number 1776, by the way. Wow. Wow, that's a How about that? 1776. That's an important one. Yeah. We should have been talking about that important event in 1776, I, I guess, today. Yeah, I so, didn't know. Yeah. I don't even know if that means anything, but it just stuck out for me mm. when, I, when I saw that. Yeah. So, yeah, about a month from now. We'll be doing that, the Iowa caucuses, and then on to the other yeah. ones, and I think it'll be quickly mm-hmm. by the time we get to Super Tuesday be over. So we shall see your thoughts on Trump. See, you see the guy? Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, Gettles High Desert Mechanical, I've been using them for years. They've done a great job keeping our HVAC system going. I highly recommend annual inspections on these things. Clean them out. They do all that. Check it for carbon monoxide. That's a yeah, huge one as well. Yeah, it's always good to know that they're running. Yeah, good. <laughs> Sleep good at night. Yeah. Uh, Gettles High Desert Mechanical, family-owned company, serving Central Northern Arizona. You got Adam and Ted Gettles. Uh, they've been doing this a long time. They also do plumbing, by the way. Sometimes I forget to mention that. Uh, talking new construction, fixing the units, custom design, retrofitting. You need service? Call Gettles High Desert Mechanical nine two eight. 567 2200, 928 567 2200, or go to Gettles, G O E T T L S, Gettles, H D M.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Went to the old school this weekend. Oh yeah. Went to Coconino High School. Owen had a robotics club, uh, like a competition. Yeah, it was like yeah. a qualifying um, competition for the state. Yeah, robotics. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, next it's month. Pretty cool. Yeah, they yeah. they do all these. They program these robots. It's Lego. Lego. They built yeah. it out of Legos. They get a kit and they build it. And then, yeah, they got to program it to do certain tasks. And yep. then they get points depending on whether they get the task done or not. Move the thing over here, push the thing over the little roller coaster yeah. hill, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I, I was confused because I thought we were going to like robot wars. I was looking for them like Terminator to start just like saws yeah, coming like, out. Where's the fire and <laughs> yeah. where's the swords? <laughs> robot explosions and stuff. But it was still pretty cool. I would I would say that we had a new club of the robot wars. <laughs> Prep these kids for the AI, you know, Terminator event. The yeah, well, Skynet coming to This is only through, I think, eighth graders. So yeah. maybe in high, high school. school they, high school robot yeah. wars. <laughs> Yeah, but he said, okay, he's going to, you know, private Christian school. They'll probably be fine with that. Oh, yeah, but they got to comply with the... Yeah, but then you go to a public school and they're like, oh, that's violent. Yeah. (laughs) So, Robot War is probably... No. FUSD would be like, ooh. Yeah, no. (laughs) They send out a press release on that one. Um, But it was cool to watch. And uh, out of 30 schools throughout the state... It's just this region, I think. Oh, this region. Okay, sorry. This northern region. What do I know? Um... His team, which is a young team, they just kind of got together a few couple months ago, came in ninth, ninth and just thirty missed or so. qualifying to go to the states by yeah. two. The set yeah. top seven went. However, the, another school from Flagstaff Christian School, 
The war is it the Warriors? Another team. Yeah. But they call themselves the Warriors. Well, that's the and mascot. The, but yeah, then but they, what about the team? I don't know. It's like Warrior Bots. Warrior Bots or something. I'm not, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure they, on that. They but came one in of first. Those, yeah. yeah. No. No. They sorry. just they qualified, but they weren't. I don't think they were the top. Oh, okay. Slot. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm confused. Accurate news. You get it. You get it here first. <laughs> but they were in the top seven. That, oh yeah. One they, of the teams from the Flagstaff Christian School. So good for you. I know all the all the kids. I mean, it's great. That they're doing this stuff and they're doing it all day yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. This is this is good stuff. So, but I was going down memory lane lane there because I did go. I'm a. I went to Flagstaff Unified School District. I went to Coconino High School mm-hmm. back in the mid '90s, early '90s. <laughs> uh, thanks. I was looking at the trophy <laughs> case, you know, and so many yeah. people I know, and I'm like, yeah, he's just trying to remember him back. So yeah. that was kind of cool. So. Um, I was surprised to see the the vending machines must be inflation. Times have changed. It's like three twenty five for a drink, you know, or chips or stuff. And then they all take the phone. I was like three twenty five. Oh, like the co or Apple Pay or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I went to high school, the vending machine was a dollar. Yeah, well, for a bag of chips. Angel spent the morning today at. We have a vending machine at a commercial building. We just kind of put it in there as a service years ago and. We still have a bunch of items like a 65 and 85 cents or whatever. Yeah. And it's like people aren't even using change anymore. And we're like, we, we realized we're, you know, we are, we are good business people. Let me tell you. But when it comes to a vending machine, we just forgot about it. We keep throwing stuff in there. It's like, we weren't even breaking even on the oh, yeah, cost. Barely. I mean, I started realizing that whatever I bought was yeah. basically what we were selling it for. Yeah. So then I tried to get other items that weren't as expensive, but yeah. then sometimes they don't sell as good. And so I've just decided I have to raise the price. Two bucks. Everything's two yeah. bucks now. Yeah. And I was two like, dollars. That's just the way it I did is. it this so, morning. Yeah. Good for that. Uh, Chris, well, I guess Christmas wasn't open for this meeting, but I never understand when they have these public meetings and it's December 20th, Wednesday, December 20th. Who's going to go to that thing? So there's a meeting for the fourth street. They're proposing these roundabouts mm-hmm. in Flagstaff yeah. on, on fourth street and Butler. So I guess they have another community meeting at the East Flagstaff Library located at 3000 North 4th Street, Suite 5, uh, on December 20th. I don't think anyone's going to show. This, I think they're talking about the Locket and 4th Street one, too. Which one's the Locket one? The one at the corner at Mems and... Oh, yeah, the one by the school that they, yeah. they, they, they um, coned all off on, like, the first day of school and mm-hmm. realized that that was a bad idea. Yeah, that one. That, hey... The one they shut down on yeah, the, one the they first day of school. And then they yeah. were, like, all of a sudden... Must have gotten an earful yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that's happening. Um, let's see. Senator Mitt Romney doesn't rule out voting for Biden, says Trump has authoritarian interests. <laughs> Here's a guy, and, you know, he's not rerunning for elections Utah senator. He's he's going to hit the road finally. He's one mm-hmm. of the boomers that it's time to go. And At it's least time he to, is, to though. On. I mean, yeah, he knows. I, I give him credit for that. Yeah. But it's like doesn't rule out voting for Biden. I mean, Biden is better than Trump. I mean, look at the country. What 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 planet is this guy on? And I always said this about these rhinos. They'd rather have leftist lunatics in charge than than people on the right. Yeah, certain people. Certain people on the right. I mean, I know he hates uh, Trump, but, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not he doesn't rule. He's going to vote for for Biden. This is the same thing that wasn't it uh our former senator uh what was his name? Senator Flake. He's now mm-hmm. the, I think he's the ambassador to Turkey. Oh yeah. yeah. Well last I heard he was. Yeah. Yeah. I should have stayed more friendly because we're going over there maybe. 
Oh, coming yeah, up in I March because <laughs> yeah, he used to come on the show and then he got all wishy-washy became yeah. the Trump hater uh-huh. uh, and then he said he went out there and was supporting Biden I think during the last election and of course he becomes ambassador so again somebody who started off in Congress and was going to be term limited and you know started off really good in the house and then became senator and then made a career out of the thing mm-hmm. so typical politician um let's see here uh let's get to some Arizona no I, this is just assorted news items Remember last week we were talking about this Penn State president, President Gay, I think was the name, perhaps, maybe look that up, but I I think that's the name. She was in front of Congress last week spouting off about, they were asking her, it was a senator, it was, I'm sorry, congresswoman from upstate New York who was asking her about the anti-Semitism going on in the universities and asking if, you know, basically calling for genocide and death to an ethnic group, in this case the Jews, right? Mm-hmm. If that violates the code of conduct for the, for the school, you remember this, right? Yeah. And, and she, she couldn't answer she, it. She's like, she's, yeah. she couldn't answer yes or no. Yeah. And it was like, well, it depends on the context. And, it's like, and if it's geared towards an individual, we're like, well, isn't it all individuals within the group that they're calling for death to? I mean, right. the answer was very simple. And the congresswoman from upstate New York kept saying, yes or no. I want to give you another chance here, like three or four times, right? Yeah. This, this woman was totally... This woman was, see, there's, there's, she's not even really a citizen of the U.S. anymore. She's a citizen of the academia, liberal, leftist bubble. Mm-hmm. And that's like a different country. And they don't understand the rest of the country at all. Yeah, they're totally isolated yeah. in a bubble. Total bubble. Yeah. She's just, but she got so much pressure and people are threatening to take out billions of dollars in money that they've given to mm-hmm. Penn State and Harvard and this or that. Uh, anyway, she, um, she resigned. Yeah. She's gone. Well, so was it gay? No, her name's Liz McGill. McGill. Okay. How did I get that mixed up? I don't know. Yeah, well, there was an issue up? with the Harvard president too. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of leftist bubbles, um, Argentina's been in a, a, a state of decline for about 123 years now. <laughs> um, you know what? There was a time back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when Europeans who are were very much in the same position as America is now today – Maybe they were a little better off at that point because they were all creditor nations at that time, mm-hmm. meaning they had excess funds and they were sending it overseas to America and uh, South America and other places to invest and get a return on their capital. There was a big debate and kind of which way is it going to go? Is it going to be America is going to continue to grow and be that industrial might and the, kind of that big world power or was it going to be Argentina? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it didn't work out for Argentina. They've had one bad leftist after another socialism, high inflation and this and that, um, that Javier Melee took office in Argentina just here in the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. He was, he's really defined as an anar- anarcho capitalist, which is an, you know, extreme libertarianism, let's call it. And government should be brought down to its absolute bare bones. Sounds familiar to some other people I know stance. Maybe yeah, my stance. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds there and see if he's able to turn that tide. Is he able to drain the swamp yeah. down there just mm-hmm. as was tried we, here? We've heard that before <clears throat> yeah. that, well, no, we need to do this and that. Yeah. And then he turned, it, it doesn't seem to happen. He turned his back to all the power elites while delivering his address mm-hmm. and like basically shunned them. It's like, it's like on Gladiator when the um, Gladiator guy who was played by Kurt Russell goes out no, and he turns. Russell Crowe. What did he say? Kurt Russell. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're both good actors, yeah, but would Kurt Russell have been able to pull that off like <laughs> Russell Crowe? 
I don't know. But anyway, he turned his back to the emperor, and the emperor's like, that's like yeah. a big no-no. That's yeah. what this guy did down in mm-hmm. Melee, down in Argentina. He turned his back. Uh, he said that we are going to take all the necessary decisions to fix the problem left by 100 years. See, I wasn't making that up. Of waste by the political class, even if it is hard in the beginning. We know that in the short term, the situation will worsen, but then we will see the fruits of our efforts. And I hope he does. I hope this is an example of turning around a country. That's what we need to do here. Yeah. What is the the setup there? I'm not familiar with their government setup. It's like there. parliament type thing. It's, like, yeah. So does he have the support of the other... Oh, no. no. So how's he planning on doing this Don't then? Know. Don't know. Chainsaw. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, who knows? All but, right. Yeah. Probably going to be tough because there's very, <laughs> they control all the, the, the apparatus. Yeah, just like here. That's the problem is yeah. that if you don't have the support, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're not able to get anything done well, or change anything. The people think the deep state just exists in um, the U.S., it's it's this is worldwide. Mm-hmm. The tentacles are mm-hmm. everywhere, and within each of these countries, there's that. It's just they embedded might have slipped quicker than we're slipping, or yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But it's still there's still that deep state down there. So yeah, he is going to have anyone's going to have a hard time. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump tried it. I know, you know, and it's he look what look what he's going through, and I think he could have done a lot more, but he did a lot more than most have done in trying to thwart the deep state. So if he gets back in there again, it will be interesting. He may actually go into the White House. With a chainsaw. I don't know if he knows how to operate a chainsaw, but <laughs> would that be cool? It's like, yeah. I fixed it. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I, I hope they are able to change it. But that's that's the problem is you've got these embedded people that just, they, they won't relinquish the reins of power. They run every little bureaucratic mm-hmm. nook and cranny. And it's hard for any individual to actually do that. But that, that, the scary part of that is then it often costs for dictatorship. You know, because people are like, well, you got this big deep state. You got all these bureaucrats. We need one person to come in and fix this. Mm-hmm. And then you get into problems with that. Right. Because yeah. the first guy might be okay, but the second guy winds up being evil. Well, sometimes yeah. the first person is evil too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the second piece person is even more evil. Worse. That yeah. is the, you know, yeah. inherits the, the kingdom or whatever. All right. If I was selling a home in the Flagstaff area right now, I'd call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP. You know, Jerry found his dream home. But he needed a dream realtor to get that home. So he called Kelly Broadus and she's there every step of the way. Jerry wants everyone to know that. Um, Broadus is his dream realtor because she's professional. She's talented, incredibly supportive. I've surrounded herself with a, a great team of other knowledgeable people. And she gets so many uh, clients' homes sold for top dollar, dollar throughout the Flagstaff and Northern Arizona area. Why don't you give Kelly a call if you think about listing and buying as well. Uh, she's got folks that help her out with that too. 888-446-5602. That's Kelly Broadus at 888-446-5602 or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. You get instant valuation there. northernarizonafinehomes.com. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show this time of year i start going through a lot of things and looking at the bills well honestly angela does that but i see her doing it and she contacts like our realist or i'm sorry our, our insurance agent 
you haven't contacted our real estate agent yet. <laughs> um, but Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner, she'll give them a call and say, hey, let's look at these policies, review them. And they're great at doing that. Uh, we did that last year, I think was around the, the end of the year planning and saved us money on several of our policies. Why don't you give Eric and Lisa Boatner a call at Allstate Agency, 928-774-8722. For all your insurance policies, I, I, they've done a great job as far as their customer service and, like I said, saving money. Again, uh, Eric Boatner. All state agency, 928-774-8722. You know, we have rental properties, folks, and we've talked about this for years, so... I'm getting the evil eye. I knew I should have flicked the cameras on today. Well, I'm getting. Maybe I shouldn't tell this story. Anyway, in other you can news, tell the story. You don't need to make fun. Oh, I, okay. But that's that's the delivery. <laughs> we, we went to a unit that got vacated yesterday, and I wanted to check on the heat and stuff. And Angela's walking around, and she's done plenty of scrubbing. You've done plenty of scrubbing over the years and all that, right? Yes. But it's been a, it's been a while, maybe since you've seen one of these units vacant. And yeah. She made a critical critical mistake i uh, see i don't think so <laughs> i do she opened the fridge and freezer the power's off okay the power's so off. the pat just yeah in my defense so she's like the power was <laughs> off and so i'm wondering is the fridge cleaned out because there's no power and so if the fridge is not cleaned out then there's going to be food going bad <laughs> right yeah so she opens it and it's just a blast of stench comes out because those things stay pretty sealed if you saw that one india jones movie where he hides in it oh you yeah. can survive a nuclear bomb according to that right well, that was like in the 40s oh yeah they don't fridge, have a lead anymore fridge. so the stench comes out oh, <laughs> they, bad. they left a a bag of um no longer shrimp. frozen sh- mini shrimp oh. and i was just she's just like getting at it she's like running for oh, the, i couldn't breathe so nasty. the door and i'm like yep never open the fridge until you're ready to tackle that one with well he rubber wanted to gloves. leave it and i insisted oh, I was like, that he take it out to the i was trash. like because i knew the kids are going over there to do do the work and i was like no they should experience no, the smell no one wants to be in there with that just take it out for the trash yeah but you have um stop them from having a life experience <laughs> that they will always remember <laughs> that was a good day though then we went and got tacos. <laughs> Not shrimp tacos, though. <laughs> All right. Uh, hour two of the show. Stick around because uh, we're going to get caught up with Senator Wendy Rogers. A lot of ground to cover, including the budget. Are we heading towards a deficit here in the state? We'll probably touch on the border and much more. Uh, good update again with Senator Wendy Rogers coming up. Hang tight. Back in just a few. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown Flagstaff, right there in the Bastion Shopping Center. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orovid Show. All 
right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Uh, a lot of ground to cover coming up here in just a second with Senator Wendy Rogers, who's going to be uh, chiming in from down at the Capitol, down in down in Phoenix. Uh, comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Real quick, if you get a rock ship in your windshield, remember to always call Diamond Auto Glass first. It's a place where my family takes our vehicles to get those windshields repaired and also replaced. I had to do that many times as well. Call Diamond Auto Glass first at 928-779-4140. 928-779-4140. Or go to the difference is clear. Com. All right, joining me from uh, down in Phoenix, she's getting ready for the uh, the session to begin here after the new year. Uh, she represents Legislative District 7, large, sprawling district. Uh, Senator Wendy Rogers. Senator, how are you doing today? Great to be with you, Jeff. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm at my office uh, in the Senate. We just had a budget meeting among us Republican senators. Uh, a lot going on. Well, let's start with the budget then, Senator. I mean, I, I have heard that's we finally reached that state in Arizona where the the budget's grown a lot over the past decade. We can, we can all look at the numbers and see that. Uh, but I've been hearing rumblings that we may be facing a deficit or the budget, let's say, is going to have to shrink coming up. What are you hearing? What are you seeing budget-wise? That's absolutely correct. And as some of you listeners might recall, each of us Republican senators had $30 million to spend on our uh, respective districts. And so I was able to get a lot of infrastructure projects funded, especially in the poorer uh, parts of the district down in Pinal County. I also uh, got $10 million for Flagstaff flood mitigation due to the wildfires and have learned uh, to work closely with the Flagstaff City Council. By the way, Becky Daggett, uh, Lori Matthews, and in particular, Miranda Sweet, who I do support for re-election, uh, have been very uh, good to work with. And uh, I've gotten to know them, uh, those three in particular, really well. And I'm proud to work alongside them to get some of these, if you will, nonpartisan, transcendent kinds of things accomplished, namely uh, the $10 million. Now you're going to ask me, well, if budget cuts have to be made, uh, what will happen. Well, I was just briefed um, a few hours ago that the uh, model is is as follows. Uh, We will have uh, roughly $45 million per senator to guard instead of spend, to guard and keep in the budget. And so I have made a commitment uh, with our appropriations people here moments ago that I will guard, I will use my $45 million, if you will, to guard the expenditures that I was able to obtain last year in what I did get to spend for the district. So all those commitments, there's a bridge in Superior, uh, there is uh, infrastructure um, down in Kearney, Hayden, Winkleman area in Pinal County, there is the $10 million for Flagstaff, all of that uh, will be guarded in my uh, 45 million. And the rest of what I have in my 45 million of money to guard for my people, uh, I will likely allocate to roads. And um, uh, I am working on that right now. There is money set aside. I'm just learning this, so you all are hearing this for the first time. There's money set aside in ADOT, Arizona Department of Edge of Transportation, rather. Uh, and of that money that's uh, 
essentially designated to the four counties that I represent, Coconino, Navajo, Gila, and Pinal. Um, I will try to use my guardianship money, as it were, uh, to, to set aside an earmark, if you will, money within that ADOT pot so that when things arise, uh, we can address them. Because I know as much as anyone that we in our uh, very rural district are subject to the uh, forces of nature on our roads as, as no other counties are. Yeah. And so I want to be able to forestall uh, that inevitability in the upcoming winter season and spring and so forth when repairs have to be made. And I want to guard that money for us. Well, and let me follow up on a few things here and talk with Senator Wendy Rogers. Uh, The forces of nature have absolutely been on work on the roads in Northern Arizona. As you know, Um, it, I think Godzilla got released (laughs) and went on a rampage and just ripped the roads apart, quite honestly. So having the money available, Wendy, for the repairs as they come up, we still haven't even gotten to the point, and you drive it all the time too. You know I-17 heading south, they did a bunch of paving, but still the northbound one is an absolute disaster. Um, We've just, we're in a state of so much backlog. I think I saw a report that came out from ADOT that was showing how many tens of billions of dollars they're projecting they're short over the coming, I don't know, decades or whatever it was just to get things back into repair. Um, is it, is do your colleagues recognize how bad the roads are up here? Um, because I, I'm not sure they, I'm not sure they do. And I appreciate you guarding the money, but uh, there seems to be a real disconnect there. There is. And a lot of probably half of the money goes to uh, I 10 between Tucson and Phoenix, and that came up in the meeting, and you're right. Unless I squawk loudly, and I did, Mm -hmm. and I do, and I'm known for that, uh, then this doesn't happen. And and so it just really harkens back to the fact that rural Arizona needs folks, honestly, like me, uh, and, and I support Steve Slayton, who's running for state house in our district, who comes out of Sholo. These are, we are the kind of voices who speak very vociferously and pointedly because we know we've driven State Route 260 many, many times. Yeah. And as you say, I-17 and, uh, and these other roads. And so, yes, I'm, I'm quite vocal about that. Well, and then if and, I'm, and, go and ahead. Wendy, and you're pointing out the road that they maybe drive on 17. That's a very recognizable and well-traveled road. But you also mentioned White Mountains and 260 and things like that. I mean, besides you and a few of, you know, a lot of our listeners, those are, those are not even noticed at all. They're forgotten about. Well, not on my watch. Sure, sure. Uh, we're going to, we're going to protect that. And I'm going to uh, lead forward on that. And, you know, it's interesting. Some of my colleagues said, well, I used my $30 million last year to do a tax rebate. And so I don't have to guard that money. And the rest of us said, well, good, good for you. But there are those of us who allocated money that we're now going to have to protect, which seems like a double-edged sword, but that's okay. You know, I'm, um, I will do that. Well, let me ask you this. We'll talk with Senator Wendy Rogers. Because you mentioned guarding these things that you previously allocated so way roads can get repaired, et cetera, et cetera. But recognizing that there's a budget deficit coming, which less revenue than they projected than would be coming in if everything continued as is, how what's I guess the question is what's gotta give because something obviously has to give. So if you guard 
the number I think you gave was $45 million. Obviously, per senator. Per sen- okay, so we're talking a, a chunk of change here. Um, what is the total, for, t- two-part question, what is the total projected shortfall that you're working with when we were looking at, I think, $18 billion last year was the budget? I mean, where do you think we are heading? Well, the one point, we have to come up with $1.6 billion uh, as senators and, and state reps, and then there's another $1.6 that's got to be figured out, and so the governor... This is really where we conservatives command the narrative. Instead of playing defense, we are the ones who are fiscal, fiscally responsible. And it, and it will be we who say, uh, this is what we're going to protect. Okay, now what are you Democrats going to protect? And what's the governor going to protect? And oh, by the way, a non-starter is cutting ESAs, uh, empowerment scholarship accounts, the so-called uh, sort of school voucher concept. Uh, that is a non-starter for cuts. And so that is what we have had as an unassailable uh, stop uh, in, the, in the sand, line in the sand. And so that those will not be on the uh, table to be chopped. And, uh, Good. you know, that's, that's that. And if I can segue over into Godzilla and natural forces of nature, um, <laughs> we had <laughs> we had a very good meeting. Two weeks ago, I was home uh, for the week in Flagstaff, and we had ADEQ, Arizona Department of Environmental Quality, up at uh, Wiseman Aviation. Orville Wiseman, Wendy Rogers, Lori Matthews, and Miranda Sweet chaired that uh, meeting with a whole bunch of bureaucrats from all the way from Tucson uh, up through Phoenix, and they all came up to Flagstaff, and we essentially told them in two hours' time that these controlled burns in the month of October were uh, too too many. They were overlapping. The air quality was absolutely horrible. And they came back and said, well, we study all this, and we look at the topography, and we look at the weather, and, and all these uh, decisions go into the ultimate decision to have a controlled burn. And I looked at them and I said, I understand you're doing that to preserve the forest and the out years, but what you're doing is killing us right now. You're hurting our livestock. You're hurting human beings at the expense of this long-term goal, which is admirable, but uh, it's not working. And so we were very pointed with them. We said, and again, this is nonpartisan, everyone. This is transcendent. This is Flagstaff. And we said, what are you doing now to learn from this? First of all, my first question out of the gate was, okay, who is the one who signs off on these things? And this lady sort of timidly raised her hand. And I said, what are your qualifications and so forth? And who factors into all this decision making? And how many do you turn down? And how many do you approve? And we, you know, they went through all this stuff and we just kept having to sort of corral them back to the reality of what you're doing isn't working, it's unhealthy, and what are you going to do to change it? And so they, we had a good understanding. It was two hours of meeting in a hangar at, at Wiseman Aviation, where, by the way, I as a pilot can tell you, and so can Orville Wiseman, that the controlled burns are so bad that it, it creates instrument flight conditions. This is, you know, Flagstaff Airport, we just had our 75th 
anniversary, and I was honored to be a part of that uh, that same day, actually. And, you know, airliners come into Flagstaff. We're we're a destination location and obviously have been so, you know, for many, many years. And when the controlled burn situation makes it to where you can't land there or you can only land there with an instrument uh, uh, rating, something's wrong. Okay. And so also livestock and, and respiratory problems. So they walked away with a very uh, terse and pointed uh, direction and explanation from us that business as usual is not going to be okay from now on and they need to improve their methods. Okay. And Wendy, just to be clear, and I, I just have real quick response because I got to take a quick break, but obviously you want, you want the control burns. I don't put words in your mouth because you, re- you recognize like we all do that the yes. forest forests need to be healthy and we've suppressed those burns for the natural fires for a long time. Is there a proposal or, you know, we could spread this out more. Yeah. Um, do that it different was the t- okay. takeaway. I asked this one hapless woman who raised her hand and said she was the final signer offer on these things. She said, yes. She said, I said, what have you learned? You know, I'm real, I'm real pragmatic with people when I meet with them. You know, what's the problem? What's your understanding of it? How can we do better? And walking away from this meeting, what have you learned? What are you going to do for us? And she said, I, I think the biggest takeaway is that we need to space them out more. I mean, I'm just a jet <laughs> jockey. I figured that out. Uh, but, <laughs> Back in a napkin <laughs> stuff here, Wendy. I mean, it's like common know. sense. Oh, man. But, you know, they said, oh, because COVID, you know, we got behind and we couldn't do them for a couple of years. And, and then it, and then we had this, the confluence of all these weather factors. And, but then on the other hand, they'd say how much smarter they are than they were, you know, 15, 20 years ago. And they learned so much from the Cheddar Sky fire and the, and this fire and that fire. And Orville leaning over to me whispering, going, those weren't controlled birds. <laughs> those were. <laughs> You know, those were natural disasters. I go, I know, I know. Oh, and then I pa- I passed him this note. He probably would kill me for saying this. But <laughs> I passed him this note and I said, what are they going to do for us? And I underlined do. And I passed him the note because I wanted him to say that because I'm already sort of pushy and obnoxious, but I wanted him <laughs> to say it. And, and so he, you know, he did. And uh, again, I just want the listeners to understand that there's no real place to kind of funnel your, your concerns because they were saying, oh, well, you know, we didn't receive that many complaints from all of you up here in Flagstaff. And then Lori goes, well, that's because no one knows where to complain. And they just come to us, you know. Yeah. And so that's why we're in this room. But yeah, that's, absolutely. that's what we got to do. Okay. That makes that makes sense. And I love the pushing obnoxious point because um, I think I have the same issue with, with myself as well. It's a blessing and a curse, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Hang hang tight. Uh, more with Senator Wendy Rogers. And if you got a comment, I love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I have been buying physical gold and silver for decades. Angela and I have been doing that. And uh, look, I don't tell you how to invest. Seek out your financial advisor or um, do whatever it is you do. But I can tell you what I do, which is own a little bit of physical gold and silver, 
as an insurance policy. And I've been dealing with Desert Gold Exchange. Justin and his family-run company right here in Arizona can get you physical gold and silver shipped very quickly. They have the best pricing out there, and they guarantee that because they keep that overhead low. They pass those savings on to you. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange at 888-852-4343. Back then. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to The Jeff Orbit Show. Welcome back. We're talking with Senator Wendy Rogers. We're just two pushy people trying to get some stuff done and try to return some common sense to our state and our country. And we're getting there. I see some optimistic signs, Senator, and uh, we just got to keep on pushing and more and more people. Yeah. Did you see that um, Hobbs is all for the border now and she's asking Biden for money and Gallego is all for ending the rampant crime. So, um, okay, it's election year, but hey. <laughs> Progress, I guess. All of a sudden, they're in our they're in our camp, I, and I say, "Welcome home, <laughs> welcome, welcome well, to the problem." We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll right. See, uh, what results? Yeah, that's what my wife Angela. She's with me the first hour, and she was like, "Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's an election year." So, all right, let's let's talk about. Um, well, what's going on with the, the, the elections obviously coming up? Um, I, I know that there was the issue of the supervisors down in southern Arizona, down in, um, can't remember which county is being indicted. Uh, Cochise. Cochise, yeah. okay. Uh, so Cochise County wanted a hand count, uh, and it, 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 they got indicted. Oh, mm. Wait, what? Yeah, the illegitimately installed Christine, Chris Mays, attorney general of our state who quote unquote won by 200 votes or so uh, indicted two county supervisors for doing their job. Okay. The job of the county supervisors is to oversee the legitimacy of an election. And so they wanted to wait to certify the canvas back in 2022 of the election in Cochise County. And rightfully so, because there were anomalies that were not explainable. And so they uh, held off. And now the uh, attorney general of the state wants or did indict these two stalwart champions. You know, now take a step back here. I represent four different counties. And I was having a conversation uh, the other night. I was in the district in Gold Canyon uh, which is, of course, our LD7 district in the southern part in Pinal County. And I was talking to one of the Pinal County supervisors. And, of course, he understands that there were anomalies. And so what we have been trying to do, and I've talked about this before, Senator, my colleague, uh, also a rural senator from Lake Havasu, Sonny Borelli, and I, Wendy Rogers, have gone to three or four county boards of supervisors to encourage them to do a paper only uh, vote or ballot um, uh, election. Yeah. yeah, counting for the presidential preference primary, which is a, a one-off 
elections in March, not in August when we do our normal primary, but in March. And so uh, there has been all this pushback from the county. Mm. Why? Well, partly it's because they're reticent to change any um, status quo, but also because they get threatened. And so what happened was there was a vote to do this, even more so to do it on a grander scale in Mojave County on a Monday morning. This was probably three weeks ago. They were going, I was at home in Flagstaff and I watched it happen. And uh, it was a vote on a Monday morning in Mojave County among the five county supervisors. Now, Sunday night, three of the five said they would vote to do paper hand count. Monday morning, one of them came. Why? And it was the chairman of the Board of Supervisors in Sinatlin. Why? Because he got a nasty letter from Attorney General Mays that said, you know, we will basically take you to task if you vote to do this. We're talking absolute tyranny. We're talking arm-twisting, thuggish, uh, third-world behavior. And so one of the three who said they were going to vote the right way and carry out their their duties caved. And so this is what you have here right now, folks. It's very, very scary because you have a tyrant who's illegitimately in office uh, asserting control over county officials and making them afraid to do their job. And so how does the state legislature interface with that? Number one, it's my job to expose it. And number two, it's to come alongside these counties and get other counties. And this is what I was trying to do with this Pinal County supervisor the other night at this Christmas fighting uh, ceremony is to get these other counties to stand up and do the right thing. So Pinal County, uh, I think is going to have a vote to reconsider doing this. If we lose complete control of our elections, to these machines, which are completely corruptible and co-optable, uh, we're lost. Well, to, to those, Wendy, in power that are, t- their arms get twisted, just, okay, do it, and then let them let them bring the court case. You know, That's if, exactly right. Yeah, That's I, exactly right. It will go to court, and I told the Pinal County guy that. Yeah. I said, that you will be sued. So what? You it, can't not do your job. Yeah, for fear of a lawsuit. There's too many people out there that are willing to buckle. Look, but on the encouraging side, I mean, I talked to a, a school board member from uh, Dewey Humboldt just last week, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she's out there cranking it, trying to get parental notification on a lot of issues and stuff. And so there are people, there is progress happening there, but to the kind of wimpy, um, wet noodle politicians who are always worried about, I don't know, what are you worried about, getting reelected or something? It's just like... It, it just sickens me, as I know it sickens you as, as well, Wendy. But there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> well, and, it's, and, and I know we all want to be liked and we yeah. all want to get along. But yeah. that, that ship has sailed. Yeah. We're losing our country. We're yeah. losing our state. And look at what's happening on the border. All these military-age males are uh, invading yeah. our, our uh, state. And you have, um, you have a brave sheriff down there, Sheriff Daniels. Uh, down in uh, Cochise County, who's trying to to stave off the flow, and it, it, I tell you, it's dispiriting. But we are at this every day. I am 
um, fighting, fighting, fighting. Okay, good. Hey, stick around just for a second, if you can, Senator. I just want to ask you a couple final questions because uh, mm-hmm. this is probably the last time we'll get to talk uh, this year before you get into session in 24. Uh, and I'd love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Don't forget about my good friends out at Timberline Firearms and Training, not only bringing you um, training when it comes to firearms, gun safety, all the best courses out there. Great Christmas present, by the way. Also, though, Rob Wilson and Elise Wilson always fighting when it comes to, let's call it injustices. Let's call it this crazy issue in the city of Flagstaff over the First Amendment, uh, willing to stand up. So don't you want to support a great company like that? Timberline Firearms and Training, great Liberty safes as well, firearms, accessories, ammunition, plus their indoor shooting range. Check them out just five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Okay, welcome back. Talking with uh, Senator Wendy Rogers, who represents a, a very large legislative district that spans four different counties. She's down at the Capitol getting ready for the session, which will begin. Shortly after the new year, which is rapidly closing in on us, uh, Senator Rogers, um, real quick before this ends at the end of the year, and I'll put this in the podcast notes uh, in, in a little bit, nonprofit security grant. Um, I think that's that's money for agencies that are like nonprofit. I mean, do you have a little bit on that? Yes, actually, that's for houses of worship. Okay, and we okay. got a bill uh, appropriated this past session that enables a church, for example, to get $5,000 from the state of Arizona to uh, supplant its security apparatus. Now, I know our family uh, attends a church that, that has now stood up guys who are uh, armed and on little headsets uh, throughout the church service, uh, guarding and protecting the congregation. Hmm. And that requires training, and that requires equipage equipment and equipping these these guys and so that's something that uh houses of worship are more and more aware of uh the necessity of and so the legislature passed uh an appropriation to give five thousand dollars to a church a house of worship for this the deadline to apply for these monies is this week and this just came up at a family dinner last night. Our son asked me about it. He's in charge of it at his church. And he said, hey, mom, I saw this. And uh, can you update me? Well, I asked at the meeting today. And they said, yeah, the deadline's Friday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I texted this out to uh, several Protestant Catholic churches, uh, Flagstaff down here in the Valley and, and wherever I could think. Um, and we talked about it in our meeting today. So this is money that's there, okay, for this purpose. And it's very important because uh, terrorists look for soft targets. And they will go and they will sit. And this I just heard about this, and I think this is what was happening, 
this sort of wacky offbeat person was sitting in on a church a meeting on a weeknight and uh, had a, I just heard about this from a constituent, had a knife up his uh, prosthesis uh, arm hmm. and uh, was pretty scary and walked out halfway through. Now, I was being told all this and flags went off in my mind. Okay, I'm thinking this person's A, mentally ill, B, um, casing out the soft targetness of the meeting and of the church, and uh, C, um, you know, not accountable. No one knew who he was. No one could track him. And then that brought up this discussion about these monies for uh, security. So when in doubt, everyone, uh, at your church, you need to have a, a, a very serious discussion with your church leadership, you know, your, your, the elders and the pastor and so forth, to ensure that you have security going on. And you can apply for money for this up till Friday of this week with the state. And uh, that link is on Jeff's website. Yeah, I'll get that on talkwithjeff.com. Uh, is this, will this be happening again next year? Probably not. Okay. Uh, right. I, no new monies will, I asked that question today too, just yeah. in general. No, no new monies will be awarded for new concepts. Okay. Okay. And is this just, um, does this apply to faith-based schools as well as just houses of worship? I think it's houses of worship. Okay. All right. I will, I will pass that along. It's a sad state of affairs uh, when we need to do this stuff, but you need to do this stuff because things have gotten crazy all over the place. And I mean, on that note, I mean, soft targets. I remember a few years back when people were putting the stickers in their window, this is a gun-free house. And I'm like, well, you're just advertising for trouble. Those have come down in most places. Uh, but there are schools in the states, not the public schools, but schools, uh, private schools, a uh, school we go to that is a Christian school, that they will allow people to carry firearms if they have to carry concealed course and sign up with the school and notify them. Um, and I, Absolutely. I, I think that's something that's, the public schools should look at, but <laughs> you know how that goes, right, Wendy? <laughs> good luck, well, with, right. good luck and, with that one. And last night, um, we as a family purchased insurance uh, through one of the legal, the Second Amendment uh, legal organizations uh, that protect you if you have to defend yourself. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's been long overdue. And our son said, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting when you get older, and you have adult children, how much they teach you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, even, so. The, even the younger ones. Yeah, and I've thought about that too, and I often have Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training, and right. I'm going to add that to my list because I think he's coming in this week um, because, God forbid, you have to use it to protect yourself and your family. You may be 100% in the right, but you also may be 100% in legal quagmire for multiple years. Yes, absolutely. So, so you want to protect yourself. Absolutely. All right. Senator Rogers, to, to wrap it up here, uh, going into the new year when the session begins here in, in early January, what do you see coming in a, in a busy election year, in a, in a place where you guys have a one-seat majority, each the House and the Senate, uh, in a place where the governor is a Democrat and she's hoping to take away that majority and we'll work really hard for that and wrapped up with a presidential election, a big Senate election here in the state as well. I mean, what do you see coming if you're to look ahead to, to 24? What do you, what are you looking for? What are you shooting for? Just kind of lay it out there for us. Well, I'm endorsing Carrie Lake for the United States Senate. First of all, I've already endorsed Abe Hamaday for the United States 
House of Representatives uh, from a district over on the west side of Phoenix where he grew up as a little boy. Uh, both of them will be fantastic uh, America First champions at the federal level. At the state level, uh, you're right, every attempt will be made to hijack uh, the legislature. And my personal opinion is we don't need to meet in the middle. We need to stay strong uh, conservatively because people want uh, legislators who fight for them and who are unequivocal and unyielding. And that's who I am. And there are many of us like that in the Arizona Senate in particular. And my colleague, Senate President Warren Peterson, just told me that again the other night on the phone. He said, this is the most conservative Republican Senate uh, we've had in, in 10 years. And I think that that speaks volumes because we know what's at stake. We know what must be fought for. And there is uh, no yielding on that. And I think Arizonans appreciate that. On the election integrity front, uh, look for some repairs to the system that will ultimately have to be made. I will be leading that charge in January. Uh, you may see a special session atop the regular session uh, to work on a bill to fix the 2024 calendar uh, anomalies that uh, the counties are struggling with and have come to the state legislature to get help to repair. So we just uh, have have kind of gone through all that, and that's very detailed. That's another discussion. But I want to just summarize by saying, uh, even though we didn't get these uh, so-called election integrity bills, uh, quote-unquote, passed uh, by the governor, there are still many moves afoot under the radar, if you will, that I'm working on to effect meaningful uh, reconstruction of integrity in our elections for 2024. So I am optimistic. All right, Senator. Hey, I, I, um, I, I wish you well in the new year coming up. Happy New Year coming up. Um, I look forward to talking to you like we always do on a regular basis, giving everyone in the area updates once the legislative session kicks in. And I know that's really hard for you to do, but you always do it. Uh, there's a few of you out there that make a regular commitment to come on this show and inform people, a couple people in, in you know the U.S. House and Congress and a couple people at the state legislature. And I really appreciate that. And um, so keep that up. And I, I really wish you a Merry Christmas and you know a really prosperous New Year. Well, thank you. And I would encourage everyone to sign up at my website for updates, wendyrogers.org, wendyrogers.org. Put your first name, last name, email address, and you will get cogent, uh, pithy, substantive updates from me probably about every five days or so where I give you the latest of what's going on and what I'm doing about it. And I'd be honored to have you uh, sign up for my updates at Wendy rogers.org merry merry christmas All everyone right. absolutely appreciate that we'll talk with you soon yes sir bye-bye and we'll get more updates from senator wendy rogers and she'll send our, her press releases to us we're still waiting for those press releases from fusd and the school district so we'll we'll hold our breath for that but i appreciate senator rogers and she does she always angela puts a lot into coming on this show and making sure that she is out there and sometimes that's hard to for me to get a lot of politicians yeah she she devotes the time yeah Yeah. so that's that's a big thing right there i always say can you talk to them before the election because if you can't even do that i'm like yeah i'm not voting for you but then when they actually get in there 
like her and Congressman Biggs all the time. I'll hear from Congressman Eli Crane, uh, Congressman Gosar, mm-hmm. um, you know, folks like that. So really appreciate that. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Don't forget about my good friends at Just Wireless. If you need to get your smartphone repaired or if you need a new-to-you smartphone, whole line of refurbished smartphones at Just Wireless. Right there on Milton Avenue's I-17 comes in the Flagstaff. Don't spend a fortune on a new smartphone. Save your money. Stop on by Just Wireless. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show if you're maybe kind of mired down in credit card debts and you're thinking, uh, maybe there's a better option out there. Maybe you've owned your home for a few years. You got a loan on that and you're thinking, Hey, I can refinance and consolidate that all together. Call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. She can talk to you about this. Uh, see if there's a program, a plan out there for you to refinance that and hopefully save a lot of money every month. Also, if you're thinking about buying a new home, maybe you're new to the market. Nova Home Loans is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender. Gives them the ability to act like a bank, but also mortgage broker so you can find the best program out there for you call kim dawson uh and i got a year-end wrap-up coming up with her i'm looking forward to that because so much has happened in the world of of banking and finance and mortgages and all that call kim dawson get a pre-approval letter Uh, also mention the jeff Orvich show get 250 dollars off the lender's fee at closing 928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-928-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-310-6458-328-
things like that that just nickel and dime people. Yep. It gets really so hopefully frustrating. they don't come up with some bright idea about that. And on the reverse of that, I am for, first of all, let me preface this. I'm for the smallest government humanly possible. I mean, they should be doing absolute minimum and let, mm-hmm. let the money stay in the private side and in the economy. It'll be much more efficient. Government wastes money. They don't produce anything. They just take, take, and take. Um, that's why you, you don't grow it like this. But if you are going to have this big government like the feds with a $2 trillion budget deficit every year, you know, spending six trillion, taking in four, you have to be honest about it, raise taxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, shouldn't do that. You should just cut spending by $2 trillion on the federal side. In Arizona, you should cut it by whatever the number is going to be, two, $3 billion, which is ultimately what they're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Or if Arizona wants to keep and spend that $3.2 billion and continue to spend $18 billion every year, got to raise taxes. Exactly. They yeah. don't want to do that, though. The feds, they do it through inflation. Yeah. You know, they cheat. Yeah. They steal the money that way, and then people don't realize as much till you go shopping. Right, yeah. And you have this little shopping cart with two things in it for $23. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and all of that. So we'll see what happens. This will be interesting. We did warn about it, though. We said, watch, they're going to say that, oh, you Republicans are trying to cut the budget or whatever they're going to throw out. Or, you know, this, this talk show host over here is saying just cut all this stuff. We're going to cut the $3 billion and take our budget from 18 to 15 well, I'll gladly who remind hasn't them. Been paying attention yeah. might might be shocked about that yep. and think, "Oh no, no, we can't do that" because they have no idea that two years ago that's what the budget was. And yeah, there's no need to raise it that quick. Yeah, I know the numbers off the top of my head. Last year was 18. Year before that was 14. Year before that was uh, like 12.8 or something. Mm-hmm. Let's call it 12. Mm-hmm. So going back to 12 is not crazy, right? I yeah. would say don't cut it three billion. I'd say cut it five Four. or six billion. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, but maybe you the compromise the is three. someone who's either hasn't been paying attention or someone who just moved here. Yeah. And they don't know that it's been raised very severely in the last few years in yeah. particular. Yeah. And that we should be able to cut. We should be able to slash. Yeah. But they're going to say you're cutting the, the programs for the babies yeah. and the kittens mm-hmm. and the, the orphans and this and that. And what they're going to do. And I think Wendy Rogers was dead on on this. They're going to go after your kids and the ESA program. Right. Because they've already yeah. set that up. They've already said, oh, this is bankrupting the state. They're going to point yeah, to that. planted the seed a while yeah. ago. When, really? I mean, you're you're spending $13,000 per kid to send them to the public school, and the ESA is doling out 7000 or 8000 or whatever the heck it is. And in the public school, in Flagstaff's case, they've been so mismanaged by that superintendent and that board, that, mm-hmm. that, that, that school board. So mismanaged that they can't even pick the kids up starting January 4th. They're discontinuing bus service within the city for high schoolers. Let's give them more money. Yeah. Way to go, team. We'll talk about a, a, something that would be broke in the private sector and everybody be laid in upper management. Oh, yeah. Whew, right. What a defunct organization. Yeah. You know, at the top. Unbelievable. All right. Uh, send me an email. We'll get to those tomorrow. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, busy show tomorrow as well look forward to you you know being with us and i hope you all have a great safe night take care see you soon